The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Volume on the goat head was awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so this week, uh, we are coming to you guys live, and we are not all in the same. Uh, majority of us are really not in the same state at all. I mean, generally, Danny's always in Florida, but you know, me, Tony, and Ricky, and Mark are always, for the most part, in New York. And most usually, we're all sitting down in chairs as well, and at a table and a desk. But as you can see tonight, if you're watching us live, which... This is why we tell you guys, make sure to check us out live. Um, Ricky is currently driving and playing via true theater of the mind. <laughs> so we have our players on standby with their, uh, with his D&D Beyond and some dice pulled up. So if anyone needs to make help him make a roll, they can let him know what his modifiers are. But we're going to see how tonight's episode goes. I'm um, highly anticipated that... Uh, it's been high anticipate, high anticipation for uh, Remus to come back in and the circuit, the circus to move forward. And we're just giving it another moment as I get my dice loaded up and set up over here. One else before we get into it. Um, you know what? I'm gonna let one of you guys talk about DCT Industries because. If our listeners have not yet, they should be heading on over to it to check out Kaimon. All right, I'll do it. So DCT Industries, we are working on a really cool tabletop game called Kaimon. It's uh, kaiju monsters, essentially. Um, we are actually right now in the process of uh, kind of a facelift on the models. So I got some prototypes They're They're not with me right this very second, but they're... Uh, kind of rescaled and, and, you know, higher quality stuff. So um, we've got the starter sets planned out. We're going to be doing, well, let me, let me take a step back for those who don't know. Kaiman is going to be like a tabletop three V three Mon battling game. So you'll have your team of three, your opponent will have their team of three. You'll duke it out on a tabletop with various attacks and trainer commands. Um, we're working on um, some starter sets. So we don't have names for them quite yet, but you know, in a, an A and a B set that can hopefully be equally competitive within themselves as well as against each other. So keep an eye out for that. I know we are aiming for a, uh, what do you say? March, March, 2022 is a, a launch date. So keep your eye out for that. Oh yeah, guys, keep your eye out for Kaimon coming to you. Western New York, uh, gaming company. Come on, support local. If you're in Buffalo, uh, Western New York area. If not, if you just play video, if you just play tabletop games in general, this is a, why, why are you not checking this out? So check it out, go support, show the love. And do we have our triple changer? Ha ha. Uh, Morgor is not in the chat yet. We'll see if he is joining us tonight, uh, Black Rock Joe, but uh, who knows? Maybe he may be working on some DCT news 
uh, without us aware. We'll see. We'll find out when he shows up. Um, but with that, let's pick up and let's begin to roll, fellas. wake my ass up so thank you everyone that's tuning in listening in if you're catching us live you are awesome thank you so much if you're listening in hey come on over here next week we go live on uh, twitch youtube and facebook at uh, podcasters tabletop gaming on twitch podcasters underscore to be able to get the full interaction with our players as we do have the twitch feed up and they generally jump into it to watch and be on it uh, let me bump up. You saying bump up the volume on the Twitch channel? Okay, okay. Hey, let me see. Let me fix this a little bit. Is that better? Hopefully, that's better. One of one of you guys talk. I just want to match volumes. I'm talking. This is what I sound like. Am I loud enough? Someone tell me. How's Morning. that better? Hello, Mark. How about now? I'm not Mark. Um, You're not Mark. I'm Mark. And this is me talking, yelling at Ricky, who's driving in his car. This is my normal voice, but uh, (laughs) this is my podcaster's voice. Okay. Weird. Well, better now. And uh, let's do this. Okay. So. Last week, uh, as we were saying, you know, check us out, catch us live, jump onto the Twitch chat, hang with the players. But let's get into it. So as we left off last week, we had our players attend the carnival with, let's see one second, still a little low. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can fix this volume. Dang it. Okay. I want to do this. Right. See, hopefully that's hopefully that's done a lot better for you. Um, okay. So you guys last left off with entering in the carnival, having a show of it. Uh, you guys last left off, went into the carnival, enjoyed a great show of a gunslinger, of a, uh, so you guys had a gunslinger, you guys had a swordsman that was uh, dashing and disappearing across the, uh, the performance arena space. You saw a mesh-up of goblins causing a fool of themselves, one of them causing a, a death. And who was the one that heard it? The, th- the thank you. Or let, let me end, let me go. That was Skrillex. No, he was, uh, was one of you. One of you had heard the guy, uh, one of the was goblins. I think it was, it was you, goblins? Yes. yes, they were yeah, speaking in goblins. So you heard them, Finks. 
you heard them uh, shout, uh, kind of cause a thank you for uh, ending it, whether uh, <laughs> it was by their choice or not, as well as a few other spectacles of some pixies and Jarrell being heckled, most certainly by you all. And Howard making a new friend of Sal, the vampire. After a sudden break of command and a undead chimera cutting loose throughout the carnival in the big tent, as you all ran in fear and for safety, Morgor ran in charging and between shifting through various forms had fully decapitated and ended the life of this chimera. We'll pick up there. As you are all running off, Howard being... And Howard is running, Fink's being carried by Maximus. You are all booking it out of the big top tent as you heard the big... As there are multiple dragon just emanating roars across the entire carnival space. What y'all doing? Oh, also, at the beginning of last session, our party realized that Remus had been swept away. Remus. He was the best of us. He was one of us. Uh, Howard's going to be running uh, towards the exit still, uh, but he's going to look over his shoulder to see I guess it's like the tent burnt up now or what's the dealio? Um, the tent was being licked in flames of uh, green flames from the, from the insides and it has crept over to the out and they are starting to kind of crawl up the sides of the big top tent. It's not okay. full on a blaze, but it is slightly on fire. All right, so I wouldn't see anything inside. Not yet. Okay. Unless you want to make a perception check. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that real quick. Nope, that's 11. Okay. Yeah, um, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll say you're about, with all of you are about like 50 feet from the entrance of the tent as you had ran out and how, um, actually noted it was, no, um, Howard had dimension doored his way I out. I dimension doored out of the tent towards like off a little bit and then I started running towards the exit. Yes. Um, you're all about 50, we'll say, we'll say uh, anywhere between 50 and 75 feet away from the center of the entrance to the tent that kind of everyone is piling out from. Howard, you turning around, you see that the tents are uh, dark, uh, almost bloodstained now looking red as you see a horror of it, see, uh, kind of almost seeing it with a new light um, on how the acts were being held and contained. Uh, each of the, a few of the acts actually having these like, almost like bracelet lockets, uh, bra- not lockets, um, shackles uh, 
on their arms. And with the new perception, it, there's more of a horror added to this big top. It's more of this blood-stained red. And this, uh, the white is dirty and smoky now with this gray kind of billowing up near the, pitched of the, t- the pitch of the tent. Um, flame is starting to kind of creep out and it's starting to light it up more. But with an 11, that's all you can really see. It's Max, Maximus and Finks. What you doing? Uh, would we have noticed a uh, a change in anything as far as like the sound of like battle or with that final roaring dragon noise? Is there silence? Is there just chaos? What do we? Uh, what do I hear? There, uh, make a perception check. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. You turning around, see the same, pretty much the same view as Howard. And as far as listening for chaos and noise, it is fairly chaotic in sounding. Uh, people are screaming, running. And when you first all entered the carnival, it was very much a dead carnival that there was just some skeletal creatures and zombies meandering around it. As the big top has been fi- like unloading its contents of patrons that were already inside of it. Carnival now begins to liven up with livelier folk. And those that are that have a fear or a consequence of death are now running and kind of screaming. There are a mix of looks to be Vistani individuals. You see basic human folk running, screaming. Mothers are grabbing their children and you see that there are even a few pockets of humans that are kind of running off down side alleys uh, in between tents and pop-ups that actually, you know what? Make an insight check. As you see a, a woman and her child go running down a side uh, alley between two of the tents to your side. Uh, 20. A 20. As you see this, as everyone else is pretty much in chaos, this like kind of like a when everyone's running, running in the mob and one person takes off down the alleyway, who's waiting down the alleyway kind of mentality. And you see there is a zombie, zombie, it appears to be kind of steps out and begins to lunge for this mother. And Um. it is going to tackle the mother and be kind of like kind of push her down and go to bite at her. As the kid is, mom, no, no, no. Because kind of tugging at his mom's uh, shoulder from trying to pull her up and off of the ground. Can I fire a crossbow at it? Make a tack roll. Um, real quick. Yeah, I'm over your shoulder still, Maximus, or did you put me down? Uh, you would have been put down. Okay. Just want to make sure because I figured I'd be looking the other direction. Yeah, you would have been put down. Okay. Yeah, I would have, would have set you down as soon as we were like, if we were clear and gotten away fast enough, I would have, you know, fit down. Uh, nat 20 for the tack roll. Tack roll? Uh, you said cross bolt? Yeah, so I got a crossbow, so I'm going to yeah. pop one off. Pulling up. You see the crossbow fire and rocket itself right into the head of the zombie, and it just kind of slumps over and, lay, and falls off of the woman. She's, thank you. Uh, gets up her kid, uh, pulling her, pulling the mother up, and they begin running off further down. 
out of uh, panic down an alleyway. Um, what are you guys doing? You guys trying to go back in? You trying to leave? You trying to find people? Where is Jarrell in all of this? Make an investigation check. I'll say, are you on the ground? Are you just standing on the ground? Uh, yeah, I guess I am now at this point. Um, unless you're going to find a way to kind of get up and get eye level with all the other humans and better view, I'd say it's you're, you're going to be rolling with disadvantage. Okay. So that 12 turns into a nine. Okay. Last you saw Jarrell, he was in the back corner of the tent running uh, as he was trying to calm everyone down. When mass panic started to break out, he, he did run back to the, um, almost like the, the changing room direction of like the back corner of the big top tent that was uh, where the acts were walking in between from. Um. Do we know where, uh, can we see Howard or do we know where Howard is at this point or no? I was going to say, Howard's going towards the exit, but does Fink say anything about, like, where's Jarrell? Because that'll totally change his direction if he did. Um, Maybe he's muttering to himself a little bit. Okay. All right, Jarrell, where is he? Where'd he go? Looking around, not really calling out, hey, where did Jarrell go, though? Okay. So, yeah, I don't think Howard would have heard him. He's still going towards the exit then. Okay. Um, As Howard begins running towards the exit, you see that there are people fleeing from it just plowing through the gates and are you just going to try and run for it? make a survival check as you're just trying to run for the exit uh 12 12 um, you get pretty you get almost up to the edge up to like the exit the big like uh, the big gates and unfortunately at the point where you kind of get stuck there it's already begun to bottle nose and fill itself up and you actually get pushed down and shoved and uh, i'll say take one point of bludgeoning damage as you kind of just get kind of crowd uh, almost like pit almost like in the pit where you're getting crunched okay and at this point if he is running he is going to be out of view this would be probably a few hundred feet away from where finks and maximus would be you'd be running away from them all right well, his whole plan is to at least get through the gate and then like wait nearby until everybody else can make their way through. Love the party. He doesn't care about anybody else in the tent. Okay. Okay. So you begin to uh, get up towards the gate and you uh, just we have to just wait your, tr- wait your turn. It's going to probably yeah. be a few moments until then. That's fine. All right. That's there. Finks and Maximus. I'm kind of like waiting for this Camaro to emerge to, you know, continue fighting it outside. And if that's not happening after a while, I mean, I'm kind of going to wait that out. And then I might go check to see if Jarrell's in the tent. Once okay. things kind of clear up and let the dust settle. So I'm kind of on hold too. All right. We'll say it better part of five, six minutes. No more gore. No Camara. How long do you wait? 
this point, uh, we'll call it five minutes. Five minutes. Even that, maybe two, two, three minutes would probably be reasonable. Okay. If if, if people have dispersed enough to, uh, at this point, people have dispersed from the tent. They have fled yeah. from the tent and they are fleeing for the gate exit. Kind of like the, like where Howard had ran off in direction of. All right, I'm gonna pull on Maximus's robe. Say, all right, Maximus. I know you and I have our differences. And I know you don't like me and I don't like you, but that's not going to matter right now. We're going to have to go in there and we're going to have to go fight that Camara. So let's go. I start running. Okay. You begin running in. Sure. I'll follow. The fire on the tent has now begun to uh, be smoldered out by some magical presence. As you walk in, you notice that it's very steamy and it's caused almost like a, a smoked, almost like laser Tron effect where it's like, mist is in smoke is everywhere um you see that there is a skeletal body of a chimera laying down on the ground decapitated three times there is a smear of it looks to be this green acidic looking bile on the ground near it make a reception check 14 17 for me. Okay. Remus, I want you to make perception check as well. I got you, buddy. Who's rolling for Remus? 19 plus whatever his modifier is. Eighteen. So Remus, you would see as there was this black dragonborn that uh, was wielding a similar battle axe as Morgor. Decap- decapitated a three-headed uh, skeletal-looking chimera looks up at you just like a snapping, snarling <laughs> animalistic-like bite and then begins running off uh, to one part of the tent and kind of breaking, breaking through the uh, tattered cloth roaring almost in a savage-like state after this calms down, you look down and you see Finks and Maximus come walking in. Um, both of you look up, trying to see for any of the circus acts. You see your violet skin tiefling friend up on the tightrope, 50 feet in the air, standing on one of the posts and the ledges uh, on one of the edges, like where the wire is tied off to. Who rolled high? Who rolled 17? Uh, I did. You rolled 14, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, 17. You notice that your uh, tiefling friend has shackles on his arms. Oh, Maximus. They got him. They got Remus to be in the circus. Lucky? I always wanted to be in a circus. Well, how high up is the, the tight wire or the tight rope? About 50 feet up. All right. Has Remus always been able to do that? I've never seen him do it. It's news to me. Remus is able to talk and everything. He's not under any type of... Uh, you, you are free to control as please, uh, Ricky. Hello? <laughs> I'm stuck up here. 
I I mean I can I can walk across, but I don't really see the point, I guess. I think it'll be easier for you to come down than for us to come up. What's going on? Have you been up there the whole show? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, DM? Make a history check. Uh, 17 plus whatever his modifier is. Yeah, 19. Um, <laughs> uh, it's been a little hazy. It feels kind of blackout-ish where you've been watching from a distance and you don't really remember exactly how you got up to here. You also notice, I'll just say within, within the check of it, you, are, you also notice this almost a, um, this brimstone smell around you up there in the, uh, up at the top. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but I've been up here for a while now. Um, I guess I should be able to get myself down. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and take, make a couple psychic daggers and hit the rope at the other end, the tightrope. It's like where it attaches to the platform across the way and try and cut the rope there. And then I'm just going to climb the rope down from my platform. Okay, make a tack roll. Uh, 14 on the d20. Uh, uh, psychic. All right, so that's a 20. So I'll say your dagger hits. It cuts uh, part of the rope, and you see the other end just drop. All right, I'm going to climb down the rope. Okay. We'll get someone to roll in. Uh, we'll do. I'll let you go acrobatics on this. I appreciate it. All right, here we go. Eighteen. Oh, 20. hell yeah, Mark! <laughs> so I asked you what color, bud. I know. That's that is a success. You. Loop your hands around the rope, cinch on part of uh, the tail, and just begin come uh, uh, sliding your way down. There's an unexpected uh, speed that you didn't account for because you now notice that on your wrist, you have these heavy black metal shackles that are they are uh, locked and pinched. To be clamped shut, and you see that there are markings, almost like carvings, on them. All right. Well, uh, do I land? How, how uh, did I land safely, or you land safely? A little, little right. faster. You came down a little faster because you now have these like heavy shackles that are like distinctly like you feel the weight on them. Yeah. And throwing daggers, uh, you even have to kind of like readjust your. Uh, readjust how you're like le- how you're throwing yeah um can either of you take these off me um maybe but i think we might need to find drill for this all right did you see Not where he like, went uh, you have you have no urge to like punch us or stab us right like they're not uh like my pet monster bracelets or anything 
not that I know. Okay. Then I, I think I, I still want to know how I got up there. I think Finks is right. We should probably just leave him on for now. All right. You do see on them that there are like little um, keyhole slots where someone could unlock it. Should I of... unlock it myself with my thieves tools? You can attempt to. All right. I'll give it a shot. Okay. So you're in the big top 10 area and uh, you begin to pull out the thieves tools and we'll say make a make a, a sleight of hand with disadvantage as you are kind of locked in and I, you're kind of like unlock them on yourselves. I give him guidance for the extra D4. I'll allow it as you see him kind of getting ready to unlock his own uh, shackles. I'm going to bless his thieves tools. Come over. Just a little priest like on the thieves tool. Splash a little water on it. All right. So I'll roll twice. We got a 16 and a nat 20. Yeah. Okay. And then we need what? A D4? D4 plus his sleight of hand check. So as you go to slip it into the one, uh, into one of the, um, so is it sleight of hand? So it is, yeah, so 16. So it was a three for the D4. Three for the D4. Okay. So as you go to uh, slip in to your offhand shackle, you slip the thieves tool, uh, little one of like the arm mechanics into it and it falls into place. And as the second pin, you're having a little trouble to bend it. You see the anointment oil that thinks it kind of blessed it with helps loosen it. And it bends into the correct position and you heal a click as you just succeeded one of your arm shackle checks. Watch, you can attempt to roll another, and I'll say, make a perception check for Remus for me. All right, perception check. We got a nine. Okay. It was strenuous, but it was it was uh, one of those, like, sweat-taking moments. Like, like, you started to break a sweat because this is, like, you're trying to, like, pinch and move your wrists in a position that they're not meant to move, but because you're a skilled rogue, you're able to. You wish to go for the other shackle? Yes. Okay. Um, Disadvantage as well? I always got to do it left-handed. Ten. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and then the uh, D4, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, Two. You take 16 points of psychic damage, Remus, as you go to 
try and wiggle one of your thieves tool pins into place and have it unlock. And as the pin that was blessed in, with the anointment, anointment oil last time uh, worked, this one, you actually jam it a little too hard into where the pin locking mechanism is. And as you do so, you feel this throbbing pain uh, on your head in the front of the t- in the front of your uh, skull, as Maximus and Finks, you see a little bit of blood start to pour out of down uh, Remus's nose as he begins to bleed a little. As you took that sixteen points of psychic, which I can ca- I can track for you. Um, I'm going to attempt to take the thieves' tools away from Remus. Go ahead, and I'm going to do it myself. Okay. Do you have proficiency with these tools? Believe it or not, I do. Okay. Then you may roll better than me, but no disadvantage. I'm I'm hoping so. You will not have a disadvantage. Oh, I rolled terrible. (laughs) I'm actually going to use my inspiration on that because I'm going to probably die if I take that much damage. (laughs) Okay. Um. So fourteen. So hold on. One. I'll say. Remus. You felt this psychic pulse come from the shackles themselves, almost as like a tethered net, almost like a tethered feeling to your, to like your psyche. You wish to still allow Finks to go ahead and do this? Uh... Your call. I mean, like, I, I, yeah, yeah. All right, well, 20, 23 to my roll. 23. Okay. As you slip one of the pins in, you're, you're, you're fairly well with the Thieves Tools, things. You have been in and out of some dangerous and tight spots before. Unfortunately, as... You go to slip in one of the pins. You heal a uh, almost, almost like a like a stopper, almost as if some like a, some dirt or some wax or some paper or something is clogged in one of the pins, and you cannot get the locking mechanism to unlock. Okay. All right, I give up. I'm going to take his disarmed bracer and, and i want to put that away and keep it away from the other one i don't know if they're connected in any way but figure a person's length will hopefully be enough to maybe break some magic or weaken it at the very least okay take the take the bracer away yeah what i'll just carry with? this one for now okay so you have on your right on your right wrist there is a single shackle um By this point, I'll say Howard just for you. The patrons have the ones the patrons that are that have been left that have been running in fear have fled, and there are other um, carnival kind of like workers being like, "It's okay, it's okay, uh, all, all is under control, all is under control." Um, free drink tickets, and they start handing out kind of like free drink tokens to kind of like all the patrons that will stay and listen. And they're handing out uh, little fate party favors and like popcorn to kids to kind of like, don't leave yet. Like we still need to make this money. We can't, we can't suffer a loss. 
Okay. At this point, though, it, like most of the crowd's already dispersed, and it's been like a few minutes now, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. So after a few minutes and like nobody coming through, uh, he's gonna go back in. But first, he's gonna grab a drink ticket. Okay. Like, oh yeah, I want one of those. Okay, you grab a drink t- uh drink ticket. It's a uh, uh, Al on the house. It says hmm. right there. That's good. I'm gonna start making my way back towards the tent. Okay, make your way. Start making your way back towards the tent. Be in, be a few moments till you're there. Yep. Can okay. I um? Can I catch the scent of Jarrell to at least get things going in the right direction for this guy he's trying to find? Make a reception check. Uh, 22. There's this brimstoney smell that you have noticed whenever Jarrell has been around. And you catch a whiff of it when uh, Remus comes sliding down the rope. As of right now, there's no other smell of it. Where where did the uh, the axe go when they were done? They would leave to the far left corner in the shat and uh, almost like covered by shadows. All right, I'm gonna go that way. Okay, you begin walking off to the far left corner. You're walking that way. Howard, as Finks begins walking off, you get to the entrance of the big tent. You see there's Remus standing next to Maximus. Finks is walking. Oh, Remus. There you are. I was looking all over for you. Well, You did a terrible job. You found me last. Oh, well, clearly. Um, cool. So we're good. We need to get out of here, right? Or no? What are we doing? Where's, I think we need, I need Gerald to take off this the shackle thing. Finks was here. Can I see like where Finks headed? Howard, oh, yeah. I'm over here. I'm over here, oh. Howard. There you, are. you you can all see Finks clearly <laughs> walking off. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start following Finks as well. Okay. As well, you think you think uh, Gerald's back there? I think something's back here. Good. I have a score to settle. Any signs of anything, DM? Um, I want to look perception at... Perception check. But go on. Thanks, make a perception check. Mark, what's up? Uh, I want to look over to Howard and be like, um, so what's up with this Jarrell guy? How do you know... Uh, how, how is he such a bad guy? Uh, he enslaved a bunch of people, was trying to start a cult. He, uh, forced me to gravel. And that's the main reason why I want to kill him again. Mm. Again. Um, I don't, I don't do well with people enforcing their power over me. So. Like, I'll look at him and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of be like, how do you know I'm not him? You smell different. 
which do I do I recognize like any other scent of Durrell at this point too or no? You smell the brim. You would pick up on the brimstone instantly. I feel you would be very aware that there is a brimstone smell that Jarrell brings generally from his dimension doors, but also there's this infernalish connection. Okay. Uh, do I get the sense that it's in the direction we're headed or is it near us? You smell it surprisingly from Remus more, more or less than anywhere else. There's no direction other than Remus make an insight check. All right. I got him. No, 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 no. Howard, make an insight check. Oh. Uh, it's a dirty 20. Arebus smells as if he's traveled with Jarrell almost by uh, Dimension Door. Gotcha. But it's not like Remus might be Jarrell. No. Dirty 20, you don't pick up on that. Okay. I'm sorry, Remus. I have to verify something, and I'm going to pull out the dagger and just kind of stab his shoulder a little bit. I mean, Remus, do you allow him to stab you? You're muted. I'm going to Uncanny Dodge. Make an attack roll at Remus. Exactly what Jarrell would do. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, I don't want to get stabbed. It's a four, so it's not really good. Howard, as you pull out a dagger and kind of clumsily go to stab at uh, Remus, ritualistic style, just like, ah! Remus just sidesteps and matrix out of the, matrix is out of the way. Why would you do that? I just had to test something to make sure. But you're you're Remus. You're good. I put the dagger back. Remus is just going to look at Howard really strangely for the next few minutes. You you gave off a sense of him. I just wanted to make sure you weren't actually him. No, oh. now we all smell like, huh? Yeah. Well, I can't help it. I mean, you guys do have that certain brimstone smell, so I don't we know. do. All right, well, I'm going to see if I can pick it up and keep going in the direction of where I smell it, besides Remus. Anthony, 17 to that perception check. 17 to perception check. I'll say this one. You do not catch any more brimstone-like smell wandering in this back corner. But as you do with your dark vision, you see that the light here is significantly darker uh, there are a few a uh, few dim candles that lead into a a tunneled tent kind of a hallway that uh, opens into a changing room of sorts. There are a few pop up stand up desks that are kind of just standing uh, just, uh, just standalone, sitting there, uh, kind of waiting to be used to sit down at. Um, each of them have a smaller mirror. Uh, a few setups of almost like paint or makeup, maybe uh, some potions of sorts. It looks like maybe some vials of liquid. Who knows what they're what they are? And there's three or four of them sitting around. There are large sacks of cloth that you see, and 
with the 17, you also hear a shit, shit. What the fuck? What the fuck? Almost a uh, female-like voice coming from behind one of the large bundles of clothing or cloth-like material. Uh, I'll kind of just yell out, Finks can hear you. Finks! Zach, you're here. Is everyone else here? Yes. It's Kelna. Kelna. I've been following. Right. I, I'm gonna go find her immediately. She she looks she looks. Uh, you see this little small halfling head pop out with the uh, ponytails down to the side. And you see her black and red looking leather armor that's harlequined, kind of just, she had a pale white looking face. And instead of the standard kind of like makeup that she had, it's more of almost done up as a clown with these big circle ovals. And there's almost this like off crooked looking smile messed up. And her hair looks dirtier now, almost as if she's been trying to hide and keep herself um, unnoticed. She's poking out from one of the bundles of clothing. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Following Jarrell. Ah, good. Me too. Where is he? I don't know. Chimera got loose. And all hell broke out after that. I didn't know if anyone else broke out and was going wild, but we need to kill him and get out of here. I agree. Well, don't worry about the Chimera. I was able to handle that. Single-handedly. Such a jack. <laughs> Everyone else is waiting in the big top. Let's go. Oh, okay. She uh, steps out from behind the uh, bushel of clothes and follows up over next to you. She's about your height. And she looks a little famished, actually, as if she's been kind of surviving on scraps. Okay, I'll have her lead the way. She'll she leads it right right back with you um, outside of this little winding tunnel tent that opens into the big top. Howard, Remus, there's a cat person. What are you all? How did you get here? That's uh, a funny story. We kind of rode the remiss. How'd you get here? Carnal came to town. I thought I heard a familiar voice uh, coming from the tent on the last night and snuck my way in and haven't been able to really get out since. Hmm. Yeah, it kind of seems to be the running theme here. We, uh, we came in through a mist and we're trying to figure out how to get out of here. But we ran into Jarrell, so you haven't seen him, have you? Yes, I've been trying to get close enough to him, but he's, uh, he's got a wicked new sword and... He's got new puppets to play with. He's always has someone uh, guarding him. Hmm. She's kind of looking you up and down. You all look like you've been through some changes. Yeah, you could say that. It's been like almost a year and a half. Where have you all been? Oh. That long, huh? Around. Yeah, where haven't we been, really, is the real question. Um, 
during this time too, like while Finks was off uh, before he came back out with Calnell, uh, Howard would have popped uh, another healing potion that he got from the vendor. Okay. Which one is this? Uh, one of the healing ones. That healing we potions? From him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had like what? Three or four of them we bought, right? Four healing and then one blue potion. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just popping off another healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're searching for Darrell too. Um, yes. People guarding him. Yes. Well, I have a score to settle with him. Uh, he don't we all some inf- he owed me some information and it turned out I didn't need him after all. So, uh, I just want to kill him. Same. Good. I got nothing else to do. <clears throat> I'm down for killing somebody. She looks at you as you're curious looking. Name's Kelna. Indeed. And Maximus. little halfling uh, staring up at you. She has a uh, little bit of the uh, clown harlequin looking look to her, which Azoth already had met her. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry, my manners. Um, Maximus, this is Kauna, Kauna, Maximus. Uh, we met Kauna back in Brinespell. Brinespell? It's been been about a year and a half, as he said. Yeah, it's been fun. So now we're all acquainted. Let's go see if we can find Darrell. Let's go find him. He always has bodyguards, though. And don't let him get the shackles on you or good luck making your own moves. Hmm. Does Remus still have the shackles on or did you guys get him off? One. Remus has one shackle on, and you notice that Remus has uh, dried blood coming down from his nose okay. over his lip. And they got like little runic inscriptions? Of sorts. All right. um, I could probably get those off, but I would need to rest first before I can try. You guys. Gonna have to wait. I, I don't know where I don't know where uh, Jorel would be right now, at least unguarded. But I have a cart. I've commandeered and made it my own. I've been posing as a vendor, walking around selling little popcorn and trying to get close to him without, no, without him noticing it's me. It feels that whenever I get just within range of him, he is one of his bodyguards near him. It's the one with the guns you want to worry about. He's ruthless. It has a dead eye. Hits you from over 300 yards away. Hmm. Yeah. He doesn't like Eldritch Blasts at all. No. The one with the sword. He'll get you like a fish. Ruthless. Has some untamed darker powers. Similar to you, Howard. Well, sounds like he might be my new best friend. We need to take them out before we go for Jarrell. Isolate him. Well, you said Jarrell. Uh, Hold on. I'll look at his guards, right? Always has his guards. Right. They're not a free will protecting him. I'm assuming they probably have some kind of shackle or something that he's powering over them. If we can free the guards, we can use them to get Jarrell. The shackles are near impossible to 
to be removed. Oh, oh. but not quite impossible. Oh, yeah, full point to Remus's wrist. I got one. I'm just tired. Look at his. Looks like he was rocked a little. Be careful tampering with them and don't accidentally put one on yourself. As she looks at the other one that you guys had already removed. What would happen if someone else put it on? I don't know entirely. He'd probably have control over you. Take away your powers. Be Mm -hmm. a slave. Suffer the consequences of psychic damage. I don't know, but I won't, but I won't risk it. I'll look over at Howard and tell him to throw off an Eldritch Blast in the air. It's going to go straight up with uh, Eldritch Blast. (laughs) Yellow Eldritch Blast shoots off in the air. (laughs) No, I'm going to try the corners. (laughs) Two Eldritch Blasts go off. Then I'm going to do like a little twirly dance thingy and then fire at the other two opposite corners. Make a performance check. All right. <laughs> you, want be, you want to be fancy about it? We're going to make you be fancy about it. Yeah, he, he's starting to get into it. Um, performance. I don't think it's very good. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, seven. You felt like it was one of the best renditions of your life. Everyone else did see you stumble and trip over yourself as if you had two left feet. They just basically watched the Napoleon Dynamite dance off? Basically. Basically. Nice. Okay. So, to my cart then, for a rest. Sure. One quick question. When we first came into this is this is a DM question, not yeah. to uh, Thomas. When we first came in, did we have like tickets for this event? For the big top or for the circus in general? The the big top. There was no specific ticket taking of any sort. You guys actually got in without tickets, thanks to Jarrell. Okay. And yeah. a little bit of Maximus. Okay. Of, never mind. Never mind yeah. that plan then. I was gonna say maybe locate object on our, our ticket stubs could find him, but we got in for free. Never mind. Okay. Well, if you all want to make stealth checks as Kelna is like, I'm going to do a little bit of a changing as you kind of see her do one over her face as she turns from herself to a older looking man that's also a halfling and her one of her swords she pulls out from her side pocket. She makes it become a cane and she begins kind of walking with it, hobbling. Howard, I'm going to give you the the usual, the advantage on stealth checks. Sweet. I'll take uh, I'll disguise self as well, and I'll uh, uh, look like I can be uh, Elna's aide or something like that. Another person with her to uh, help her along. Okay. Um, any stealth checks all around? 
I'll say advantage with uh, Maximus. 25. And what's Ricky's? 13 plus. I got a 22. And Ricky's got 13 plus his modifier. 22 as well. I got a 16. Okay. Finks, what was it? 25. Okay. Stealth checks all around. You all stay uh, together and slink off to the side as Kelna walks you guys from the back alleys between a few of the larger tents off to the left of where the big top is. And as people are beginning to kind of meander back and around and walk up in line, you now see they all happen to have these uh, large frothy looking um, metal looking stein foam uh, mugs that are like, kind of like foaming at the lid at the lid of them it kind of kind of like thinks there you know kind of these metal looking ones just not foaming and they uh, she slinks off and it's like come on follow me it, it's not that big but we can all get at least a few hours worth of rest in here and she leads you another hundred yards or so away from the large tent where there are just rows of carts and some wagons. And there are a few horses <laughs> kind of neigh and uh, whinny as she's walking and you're all slinking by them. She brings you up to a cart that is not attached to any animals um, there are like the little pole, pole, pole mechanisms kind of like slumped on the ground. And the cart that it is a, a four wheels has a, a single door on the side and it is large enough probably oh, the size of a you know, 10 feet by six feet uh, width. Comes up over your head easily, Howard, um, probably t- oh, 10 feet tall a tall high, higher carriage and there is a simple window on the part of the door and over the window from the backside it appears to have this uh paper ad almost like a, a, a like an ad for the circus itself has been slapped slapped and uh kind of pasted over so that you cannot see inside see her kind of hip hip check uh her like shoulder check over to the door pops it up unlocks it opens it in and goes Come on in. Don't mind the mess. As she slinks herself in and you hear a and then a candle light begins to kind of glow from inside of it. How is it going to go in? Okay. Is there enough room inside for all of us? Make a perception check. Three of us will follow Fifteen, yeah, appears to be a bit large enough for you all. Do y'all get in? There are uh, two bench sides. One bench appears to be have been used as a bed that's kind of rolled out. The other bench has the other side of the bench has a, a table that kind of swings out from the side paneling wall, almost like a TV tray style. And then she swings back over. She scuffles and grabs some of her blankets and pillows and wraps it up as in the bed roll. And she goes, "You all thirsty." She uncorks a bottle or two. You guys, it must, must be tired. You hear Fink, so she hands you a bottle. Uh, you fought that thing. 
Yes. You take a, a swig from the bottle. It is a sweet cherry wine. Okay. I'll take another couple and then I'll pass it. Sweet Somewhere cherry else. wine. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Funny. Um, so, Jarell has his tent that he stays in. He'll meander throughout the carnival doing his Barker routine as I'm sure you all remember he did so well in Brian's spell and then after the show he'll usually wind down and enjoy a few drinks for himself before turning in he always has one guard at the entrance into his tent and one stays in there with him. I've never gotten in. But I know I've heard other voices and other footsteps within the tent also. Plus, there's creatures within the circus itself that he does control over and has sway. And I'm assuming that's because of the shackles? You assume correctly, Howard. Well, like I said earlier, if we can free them, we can use them. Hmm. God bless you. Can I attempt to cast a spell? Um, I want to do dispel magic on Remus's shackle and see if that gets any further. Okay. Um... If you cast it, make an Arcana check. All right. That is an 18 minus 1, 17. Using your spellcasting ability, I'm sorry, make a spellcasting ability check. So it'd be. Right. Um, so it'd be plus wisdom. So it'd be 18 plus uh, three, my, so 21. Okay. As you go to uh, cast it, you feel that the. How do you cast the spell magic? Um, I don't know. I feel like it kind of varies time to time. Let's. Uh, how are you casting it? I'm just going right to take now. Remus's bracer two hands i'm just going to start shaking and just gonna keep getting more and more violent to the point where it gets like dangerous <laughs> so as you do you feel that the uh, shackles themselves begin to heat up and there are these grooves along it that begin to kind of glow with this uh, arcane energy 
And as you're shaking it, shaking and shaking it, Remus, you feel that the shackles are getting hotter and hotter and higher, hotter. And then there's a as a puff of smoke kind of explodes from it, from the hands of the magic, just kind of building up. Shackle is still on Remus. Oh, thank God I'm resistant to fire damage, I guess. That was getting really hot. Um, I I don't think it worked, though, things, sadly. I'm not sure if it just, maybe it did something to it, but uh, I can't tell. Well, maybe the magic's gone. Maybe it's just locked. Maybe. Do you want to try again? No. Can I try again? You may certainly can if you wish to. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, as you begin to kind of go one-handed into this, Calendar goes, Remus, let me help you. As uh, she sees you rolling with disadvantage on trying to unlock it for yourself. So having another rogue's uh, steady hand, uh, I'm going to give you a straight uh, sleight of hand check with the proficiency bonus. Woo. I rolled a 14. Guidance, too. Plus the... Woo. What's the guidance, Sphinx? D4. Hell uh, yeah. Oh, where'd that D4 go? It's the plus one. A two. 14 plus the nine. 22 plus the two. Twenty three plus two, twenty five total. Twenty three plus. That's where it is. I'm like, wait, no, I do. Twenty five. Twenty five. You just meet the requirements. As you are uh, fearful, Remus, kind of sliding the thieves' tools back in, knowing what happened last time that you had failed, and hoping that Kelna is a lot more delicate as well and mindful. You see her slip in her own thieves tool sets and helping now uh, wiggle and kind of do this corks- corkscrew motion within one of the locking mechanisms. You feel one of the tumblers <coughs> and then the chain, the shackle on your wrist goes light. And then there's a <coughs> as it falls off <coughs> to the ground. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Also, great job, team. Cool. Howard's going to grab the shackle. Grab the shackle? This is heavy. They're, these are heavy. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of throw uh, the, uh, the other one kind of just on the floor next to it. I don't know what to do with these. These are black, heavy, iron shackles. All right. I'll throw them in my bag. Do you have a bag of holding? No, but it's getting pretty full. The bag's getting pretty full at this point. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you haven't been clearing anything out, these are some heavier shackles. Yeah. Probably think of, these are like probably about two, three pound weights about each. Okay. Some solid iron. Yeah. Every time I've tried to find a bag, they, uh, they don't have a bag of holding. So it's all good. So I think we could probably use this against Jarrell, maybe. Like drain his own power, or wonder what happens if you use a magic thing against him like that. Hmm. Who knows? 
I'll figure that one out. While uh, while Kana was helping Remus, was she like behind him? Like the scene from Ghost, just not exactly. <laughs> okay, she's more or less kind of off to the side and kind of like uh, almost like two like two rogues with their heads kind of butted up against each other, trying to like get into like the one spot. Like, no, no, you do this. No, okay, move a hand here. Be careful. Swing it there. Someone's got to hold the flashlight. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. All right, during that time, Howard would have just been writing in his book. Okay. I probably would have curled up to like start to fall asleep or something. Curled up on the floor. Okay. I've got to do some investigation with these items. Okay. If I have time to do so. Well, I'll say you all can begin a short rest unless you wish to try and rest for the day to do a long. And that will ensue a whole... It depends. Different day, different story. So what are you guys trying to rest for? I'm okay with just a short. How are you guys doing? Uh, What do I need to do to get back some HP for a short rest? Short rest? Um, You have to expend some hit dies. I'm about half uh, tapped out on spells. So I would need to use some hit die as well. I'm down for either, though. You're down to let's see. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, shit. Hold on. You're down to twenty two hit points, Remus. Out of thirty-eight. Yeah, like I'll, I'm up for whatever. If we want a short rest, that's good with me too. If anyone wants the long rest, I won't say no either. Well, Connell, you said Jorel will probably stay around as a barker, right? That's his motto. That's his thing. That's generally what he'll do. He'll put the show kind of on a hold for right now with the main axe. He'll probably be wandering around the uh the games and do some of the rides making sure everything's working functionally and making sure that we can collect as much as possible for for a take for the night okay well i would rather if we're going to go up against him especially if he has guards go at him with full strength so if he's going to be around here i say we can take a long rest that way you guys can uh be at full power when we go against him Do you all want to do a long rest? I'm game. Long rest means that Jarrell gets the long rest as well. Right. And all of his and all of his henchmen do. So mm-hmm. choice is yours. I'm okay with the long rests. How are okay. you guys? Fine with that. On top of that, we're missing our our, yeah. our friend. Our tank. I'm sure he could use a long rest too. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Was that like one? Two hit points. Yeah. Okay. Long rest. Long rest then is. I'll say. Who wants to take a short? Who wants to take watches? Eskelna is. As I'll, I'll watch the first watch with whoever's up. I'll take I'll it. Take, I was going to say, I can take watches too. I don't necessarily have to sleep for a long rest. 
but so you so you so here's the thing is that as warlocks you guys do want to at least take you can't you cannot go more than two short rests without a long rest right but i have uh aspect of the moon so i don't have to necessarily That's, sleep that is different than that okay so you actually really don't have to okay all right, so you can take us. Yeah. All right. All right. Real quick, outside of game, I have a spell called Locate Creature that I have not used. This fourth level, so that'd be my only fourth level spell. But I can basically just find a creature within a thousand feet. It looks like. Okay. Put it by name. So. Okay. We can go that route. But again, I think we're better off maybe saving that for later. Um, kind of curious if I should prepare that or not. What do you guys think? Might come in handy. Okay, because that's that's taking away my Dimension Door, my Polymorph, and my Banishment spells. So if we are okay kind of losing like my like one spell that's going to be like my high-level thing to find them, we can do that. It's not a problem. But if we think we can track them down organically, we might be better off if there's a fight. I mean, I think we can do it organically because we're here. He's here. Like, he's not going anywhere. He's at his, this is his, like, place of employment. Yeah, like, he's not the boss here. He's, he's also stuck here. Okay. So I'll tell you what, I'll prepare it. And then I've got um, Polymorph Dimension Door on, on standby. Then if we can't find him, then we'll be ready to, to go that way. I also have Dimension Door, too. So if we need to get out, okay. I can grab you and go. Worst case scenario. Yeah. And then trying to think of anything else would be useful for this this particular fight versus a gunslinger and a teleporting swordsman. Mm-hmm. Well, Holiday is um, ruthless. He gets off quite a few shots per round, and you don't want to get too close. To him, especially if you're down to your last breath. Um, he sort of fuels Jarell's experiments. Mm. And you all click and realize you've seen something similar to this happen earlier that day when he had done a shootout with one of the patrons that was mouthing off. Hmm. All right. Well, we're all inside a cart, right? You're all in within a wooden uh, cart that is used to travel between the shows. Okay. Covered with uh, robes and drapings and curtains and bottles of wine there are wheels of cheese kind of stacked up along some of the back ledges you see a box that's full of smoked meats there are um, rusted looking weapons Hmm. appears to be some items and trinkets scattered amongst all right uh during my time of watch then i'll go through the trinkets see what's in there um, at some point I'll walk outside of the cart just to keep an eye out, just to see what's going around. Um, I'll kind of write and draw in my book. So, okay. Make an investigation check. All right. Uh, 18. 
18. Going through and rummaging through the trinkets, you see there are a, a few magical-looking prop- properties that stick out. One of them is a leather pouch. It appears to be almost like a side satchel in size. Um, dirty brown, stained, has some blood smears across it. You see that there are also a um, shield that appears to have a uh, almost a skull carved amongst the front of it. And the skull is open. There are shoulder pads that you see sticking out, similar to the ones that you've seen Kelna wear before when she was all leathered up. These ones look to be not so much her style as they are kind of like have spikes coming off of them. I think, uh, was it uh, Ultimate, well, not Ultimate, or uh, um, who's the wrestler that had the, the football, like football pad, shoulder, shoulder pads with the spikes? Uh, the, Legion of Doom. The one with the, with the, with the metal, with the metal, with metal spikes. Yeah, you know what I'm Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see almost like a set of like, almost like a shoulder pads, that like leather pads that you would... Uh, they're sticking out. Eighteen. That's what you find. All right. I'll grab the pouch. Grab the pouch. Mm-hmm. Feels to be a weight to it. As you kind of grab it, you hear a clink, 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 almost like glass vials shaking from within it. But as you grab it, the pouch is light and weightless. Okay. I'll open it up and see if I can reach inside. Grab one of the vials or the glass or whatever I hear. Grab for the glass. Roll a d20 for me. Okay. Uh, 12. 12. Um, as you grab one of the vials, you pull out. There's a green-looking liquid inside of a potion bottle, it looks like. It's like a flask of sorts. Hmm. These might come in handy. I'll put it back in, and then I'll attach the pouch to my side. Attach the pouch to your side. As you put your hand inside it, you feel the item kind of go... And disappear from view, and it's no longer in the pouch, at least in your grasp. Interesting. I'll take the blue swirly potion that I have, mm-hmm. throw that in there as well. Again, also, you kind of go to set it in there, and almost like a vacuum sucks it into it. Oh, this is nice. I'm going to put the rest of my healing potions and everything else in there. <laughs> In the better part of 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, that was, that was an extra spare. Um, giant brains. Y- you can't get it off of it, off the leather once it cures. As you look down and see the smearing blood stain uh, across mm-hmm. it, she's like, it was just better to pick up a new one. But, I don't uh, know. I, I like it. It gives it a certain uh, plastic feeling. She chuckles. You're funny, Howard. Um, it's yours. Um, Thank you. You guys have helped us out enough, and we're going to kill Jarell tomorrow. Again. Yes, we are. Again. But, all right. Anything else you wish to do besides look around? I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to be also writing and drawing in my book. Writing and drawing in your book. Mm-hmm. Well, anything specific you'd write in the book? 
Uh, notes about the dagger. I'm going to actually try to sketch out the dagger itself. Um, okay. And then notes that I found out about having to be evilly aligned. Um, learning wizardry type things to get to that point. Uh, I'm going to write a petition to the king. Um, in... I don't know. In like, I guess, uh, in a way for his help, we'll try to sacrifice Jarrell towards him. Um, so, as you begin to write off and finish off his note to the king, there's a response that appears in this black, sappy, like ooze that kind of just bubbles up from the bottom of the page, and it reads. There is no king here. Hmm. Only I. And you're welcome. As it dot, dot, dot pulls up at the bottom. Ooh. And I'm going to write, and who is I? The power... more feared and powerful trapped amongst the mist and one that returns taking gifts Hmm. so do I have you to thank for I'm going to write this in my book like do I have you to thank for returning part of my gifts in a sloppily written ooze kind of that's kind of like inky ooze it kind of appears there's just a word that uh, appears that says eldritch blast well i don't want to do that in here so i'm gonna go outside and just shoot off an eldritch blast okay you go outside (laughs) moment you do count this howard what the fuck sorry sorry um Keep low profile. Low yes. profile. Yeah, I, I, I thought I saw Jarrell. Deception check. <laughs> uh, She's looking at you, Paul, puzzled. 24. Oh, shit. Is, is he... It wasn't him, was it? No, it was a bird. <laughs> Be careful with the ravens here. They're not what they seem, but... Okay, thanks for keeping an eye. She just says, like, guys, what the fuck? She muddles under her breath and gets back, goes back into the cart. Okay, and then I'll just stay outside for the rest of the night and okay. watch. All right. Now, I just want to recall, um, aspect of the moon. You don't have to sleep. I don't have to sleep, but I have to at least rest somewhat, like doing light activity. Um, let me go back to... Okay. Is aspect of the moon is that a standard invocation? Uh, it's one of yeah, it's one of my standard invocations. Uh, you no longer are sorry, no, it's in the standard stars guide. Never mind, not gonna be in the handbook then. Uh, you no longer need to sleep and can't be forced to sleep by any means, and you gain the benefits of a long rest while doing light activity. Okay, so um, light activity, standing guard, yeah, a little bit of a tinkering, mm-hmm. fair enough. Okay. 
So if no one else wishes to do anything else, um, unless Finks you had. Yeah, I wanted to see if I could figure out what those items did. The the smelly boots and the um the goat head. Okay. Um so are you casting any spells to figure it out or are you I, I don't just... have any. So I don't I don't really know the process. Okay. I don't have identify. Generally you have to spend better part of an hour or so att- attempting to attune to find out what the item would be. Okay. So I will do that if that is possible, and I will prioritize the boots over the goat head. So the boots are boots of the undrowned. You're not going to find it in D&D Beyond. Hmm. They perpetually smell like briny seawater to the point where it is overly strong that everyone else can have this briny, salty smell uh, hitting hitting their nostrils as well. You are unable to drown while be drowned while wearing the boots. Okay. But you do cool. not breathe water. So, so hmm. figure that out. So essentially, if from the how from way you would take this is that if you were to go unconscious underwater. You would, you would not have to make death saving throws, but you would still attempt to like have water enter your lungs. So, so it'd still be terrible. It would still be a bad idea. Okay. But you also well, cannot breathe water. So, this is like, oh, it's kind of like a, it's good. But coming up above the water while also having your lungs filled with water, your part your party better have some quick maneuvers. Got it. All right, boots of the underground. Very cool. And then do I have time to do the other one as well? Yeah, if everyone if Howard's the one kind of keeping up and then you're all gonna be able to do a, a nice full long rest, I'll allow you to do another one. Um, what is the other one that you're doing? The goat head that was in the giant's bag. Okay. As you uh, begin to kind of just try to attune yourself to this goat head, Howard, you hear, bah, bah, bah. Sphinx, while attuning to a goat head, you may use it to speak goat. Okay, well, let's rephrase it. I may use the head. The head will speak for me. No, 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 no. You wait. While using the head itself, like as an item, it, it allows you to speak goat. Speak goat. Can I understand goats? Yes. Okay. All right. I like it. So it's like the goat version of crack, big bad. Yeah. Essentially, yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. New side missions. This might be useful later. Okay. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, first of all, goats are the perfect scouts in Barovia. Nobody pays attention to the goats. (laughs) There are any chupacabras here, so they're they're basically a protected species. And I don't know. They're cool. I like goats. You can trust the goats, Uh... but not the ravens. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, two very interesting items. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. 
this is it this this may this item may or may not have been used as like a hunting kind of like a almost like a like a goat call for the giant as it was like oh, hunting okay so that makes sense oh we can lure them into trusting okay yep i got it all right oh man okay i love giving you guys great items all right so everyone else um actually howard roll a d20 for me for because you are doing the soul long rest watch uh eight all right uh kelna does go off to sleep and you all do uh get to hit the long rest button remus i'll do it for you Perfect timing. And with the eight, it is bright and early in the morning as you hear a a red-scaled dragonborn come stomping from the woods to the uh, pot to a large stack of barrels that are positioned off near the cart, Howard, that uh, you are sitting outside of on the, uh, on like the footsteps. Like this, it's kind of like almost like a trailer where like, as you go to open the door, there's like a layer of like a little step stairs that kind of pop out mm-hmm. that have flipped out there uh, that you're sitting on like this little flip of like stairs watching out and you see Morgor walking out, walking out of the woods and behind a, a tent. And he is uh, stomping in the direction of, of a uh, stack of barrels to your left. Morgor, you can take a full uh, long rest as okay, everyone has made you. it successfully through the night. Perfect. Hmm. You're back to being red. Morgor always red. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Where'd you go? We were looking for you. We couldn't find you anywhere. Morgor had some business to attend to. Uh, I see. A lot of barrels. The Morgor business. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're all inside right now. Um, we're going to go hunt Jarrell, but he has a couple of guards. So. How many? Two. <laughs> but, they're, but they're pretty powerful and they're controlled. So if we can uncontrol them, we can use them. Why control them when Morgor just cut them in half? You could do that too. Just pretend they're barrels. I'm sure you could do it. Morgor remember killing a chimera. Morgor oh, can handle two guards. No. That's, I saw it. That's impossible. Fink said he killed a chimera. There must have been two. Huh. That, that's weird. Okay. We're going to look at Fink's like. <laughs> oh, you Fink's. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, for for Morgor, you're walking up to one of the uh, carts that have been off to the side of the of the carnival. As you see a Howard and anyone else that is now waking, it's roughly around that break of dawn, the morning, and it is uh, um, everyone else is uh, like little bit little parts of the uh, carnival are starting to wake up. You started to hear carnival rides, carnival. Uh, dun, 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 ah! 
noise in the background. The day's starting to wind up. And uh, who knows where you had wandered off to throughout the night. But you see Howard keeping watch over a specific cart. You hear a few voices coming from within it. Okay. Cart is 10 feet tall, 10 feet length, 6 feet wide. Has a door behind where Howard is kind of sitting. And where like the front, uh, like the the saddle, like you would attach like a, a horse or an animal of burden. It is uh, not attached. Four wheels on the cart. Okay. Uh, they're all inside, so if you want to make your way in, you can. So they're all inside this cart? No one's outside right now? Just Howard. Nope. Just me. Okay. Um, where do you say we go? Well... We need to find Jarrell, but I want to make a pit stop first because I am kind of thirsty. So if you don't mind uh, keeping watch until everybody's up and ready, uh, I'll be right back. Morgor, stay and keep watch. Good. Okay. All right. Howard's going to disguise self as like a zombie version of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard, Morgor, perception checks. Morgor with disadvantage. Uh, nine. So with disadvantage, you take the lowest of the two? Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15. Okay. Morgor, uh, you just, you feel that there are these, almost feels like you have shoulder pain on both of your shoulders, as if you have almost like shoulder pain, uh, almost like in the shoulder blades, like right here. Okay. Feels like too piercing, almost feels like you felt you got stabbed in the back twice. Hmm. I, I reach back and I try and see if there's any blood or anything. You reach back and you feel there is a bony protrusion. It feels like, almost like bone hmm. is shunting out from your back. I'm going to look down at my uh, Tiamat tattoo and I'm going to whisper to it, is this another one of your blessings? Make a religious check. Would Howard have uh, noticed the bones too or no? With this, at this point, yes. How, yeah. with, with, with the making a motion of it, you would see that there are these like raw bone blood-stained looking protrusions that are about hmm. an inch or two oh, intruding uh, from his back and like, kind of like in the shoulder blades. I guess the old saying is true, Morgor. Every time a dragonborn kills a chimera, he gets his wings. Ah, Morgor finally get his wings. The yeah. blessing of Tiamat. <laughs> what was the religion check? Uh, 11. No response? 
I Only... take this as a good sign. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, then I'll be back. And then Howard's going to walk off. Uh, he's going to find the drink procession, I guess, uh, with his little ticket and see if he can get his free drink. Okay. Um, the convenience, uh, like the open stands that you'd went to the day before, they're not up and running yet. Mm-hmm. But you do hear, ah, almost like a clattering of pots and pans. And there is talk and voices coming from a medium-sized tent that you hear. Yo, give me some eggs. Give me a bite that tastes like shit. Even the zombies won't eat it. Some of us, some of us are alive in here. Ah, uh, oh, hell. And there's a... Like a punching sound. And then you see a, a skeletal body go <laughs> flying outside in front of the tent across you. Hmm. Oh, hello. I was uh, here to get my drink. At the skeletal body at the ground? Yeah. It just stares at you. Oh, okay, well, you're no help. I'm just going to walk over him and go up towards the uh, drink stand or the stand or whatever. To the drink stand? Yeah. Um, you look over, up and down it, about 30 feet in length, and no one's working it yet. You see there's a few uh, tapped kegs hmm. across the counter, some mugs below the counter. One of them is a, uh, a, a golden-looking stein, you see? The lid clamped. All right. I am going to... Hold on, wait a minute. Where is it you sent me? Facebook. Yeah, I know, I got it. I put it in my notes, though, so ah. I have it all on here. All right, so I'm going to think... I'm going to let the shadow come off of my arm and form my hands and reach over and uh, grab one of the steins and bring it towards me. So as you uh, conjure this shadowed looking hand kind of appears over by one of the steins and it kind of wisps, wistfully, wispily grabs one of the hands brings it up over to you it is not filled it is emptied and maybe wasn't cleaned yesterday that's fine um i'll grab the the stein uh press digitation however you say it uh to clean it all up and then i'm going to have the hand bring it over towards the keg and see if i can get it to pour Bring over one of the kegs. You see the kegs are currently tapped with a uh, big, thick cork, and there is a tap below it. So are you trying to, like, crack it open? And Kind of. I'm going to have the hand set the cup underneath the tap, and I'm going to bring the hand up and open up the tap if I can. Um, Make a... see. Make a charisma spell... uh, spell, Make a spellcaster, Jack, your charisma. Uh, 23. The the hand kind of grabs into the top and <laughs> breaks the the tap off of it, and it begins gushing out 
uh, this red brownish uh, looking ale as <laughs> grabbing the mug full swings it back on over to you. I'm going to start drinking it, leave my little drink ticket on the counter. and I'm just going to walk back towards the cart. It is a nice, rich um, red ale, almost like an Irish reds, almost like a uh, Killian's in flavor. It's a little, little, uh, nice, refreshing uh, flow down the throat. Bite isn't too strong. Not that bad. Hmm. It's not bad at all. Uh, do I get the sense that I've had this kind of ale or wine before in a previous town with a barrel full of dead bodies? I get perception and then history check. So perception is 15. 15 and then history, history, natural 20. There is a taste to this of fermented body that you have tasted this before. That's what I thought. This is pretty good. I'm going to keep drinking it and head okay. back towards the cart. Jarrell does have a specific uh, brew, brew style. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, how is off doing this? Has anyone else leave the cart? It's morning time. No one else is doing some research on the local economies and he found he can buy a goat for one gold coin. So I'm looking for a goat vendor. Perhaps I can get multiple and plant something ridiculous. (laughs) That's been occupying my morning. Okay. Um, while you're while you're reading the book, uh, Kelna actually wakes up before anyone else. Then she was she was, oh, uh, that's um, yeah, that's just like the standard pricing of like commerce and trade. Uh, you're, you're like you're welcome to keep it. Um, I have no use for it. No, no, I have to rip out the page I want. Like this was all. Oh, I. So you just ru- ruined it. It. You know what? I wasn't using it. It's fine. It's fine. Honestly. Uh, I'm hungry. I'm going to cook up some bacon and I'll be back. Are you hungry? Anyone else? Is anyone else awake yet or is Remus and Maximus still sleeping? Um, I, I think I would have like stirred and woken up at this point, you know, kind of just slinking around. No. I'm still recovering from my brain trauma nosebleed, so I would I would be a little sluggish this morning, but I would wake up. Okay. So, I'll bring some back for you, Finks, and yes. eggs for everyone else. She opens the door and she goes, what the hell? More what is it? You, t- you turn around and you see a halfling opening the door. Uh, female with uh, ponytails, two of them. Uh, almost like in a bone, uh, you see her with this black and red looking fashioned armor, uh, leather armor, and she's got this dirtied face and her hair's a mess and hasn't, cl- hasn't been cleaned in weeks. And easy that big boy <clears throat> slams the door behind you. 
There's a red dragonborn here. Does it pretty dangerous back home? Is he angry? Probably. He looked big. Uh, can I open the door? You open the door? It's Morgor. Okay. Yeah, he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> you see her kind of going for uh she 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 dives into the uh pile of like rusted looking weapons and she's searching for something. And she goes, here we go. As she pulls out a uh, long sword that she kind of grabs in both hands. And she's like, this will do the job. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll cast um, my um, mage hand and just like pluck the sword out from her hand. And just like drop it in the pile. No, 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 no. This, this is, this is for fighting dragons and dragon kin. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a dragon slayer sword. This is this is for the job. As she kind of like goes back to pick it up, let it, thinking that you made this uh did this by mistake. He's with us. She looks down at you. Thinks, really? I mean, for now. Okay. No dragon slayer uh, yeah, sword. Uh, I'll take the mage hand again and just pluck it and, and set it back down. Fine. As she dives back in there, pulls out. You see her pop out with two hand crossbows and uh, starts loading on these red scaled looking bolts. Just kind of <laughs> locking them into place. Puts them in her holster. Always got to be careful. Meanwhile, Morgor's doing that thing outside where you know how lizards lick their eyeball. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm doing that. She opens the door. Hey, the big fella, you hungry? Morgor always hungry. I'll go catch us some food. Um, don't burn the place down. As she kind of steps out behind you, kind of scurries off in the direction of where Danny, uh, of where Howard had went. Um, name's Kelna. <laughs> Don't burn down my cart, please. I've been hiding here for a bit, and it's kind of become like home. She scurries off. I'll come out and pat him on the back and be like, hey, bud. I, I go, Maximus, and I give him a big hug. But with Morgor being so strong, it might actually hurt him. Make a strength saving throw, Maximus. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, seven. Seven. I'll say, um, Morgor, roll a d4. Wait. Uh, one. Okay. You take one point of bludgeoning damage, it being in the morning. You feel your back pop a little bit, realigns. <sighs> All right. What are you guys doing in the morning? Kelna ran off. Howard, are you on your way back to the cart? 
you because you're gonna you're gonna be passing Kelna, but she would not recognize you at this point. Yeah, no, I would be walking back towards the cart. Okay. She might though, because I'm still wearing the yellow robe and everything else like that. Oh. So I look like Howard. She, I just have a zombified face. She would recognize the yellow coat uh, then. Howard, I'm getting food. Um, do you mind lending a hand? Sure. All right. Uh, walks into the medium-sized tent that uh, you would pass that you saw the skeletal body get tossed out of. Mm-hmm. And walking in, you see a rowdy bunch of uh, carnival workers. You see there are a few larger orcs, a um, bunch of goblins running around. There are skeletal bodies serving out food and pl- uh, plates of uh, bacon and eggs. Doesn't all exactly look the most appetizing, but food is food, better than gruel. And you see that there is a dwarf with a nice knotted beard that is pouring um, glasses of morning of a morning beer for everyone. Just I um, just grab a plate, follow me. Don't open your fucking trap. You don't want that. That hurts. Why would you say something like that? We don't want people to know you're here and that you're impersonating. We want people to think that you're a zombie. So stick to the ooze. And, uh... How, how's <clears throat> uh, that good? Perfect. Perfect. Good. All right. <laughs> we got this. Uh, she's walking down kind of this uh, line of ta- the line of a table. It's like a uh, continental breakfast style where it's like eggs and bacon and smoked meat and there appears to be like some like some some dandelion like dead flowers that they attempted to make it like into some kind of greens and it's just not happening there are uh, some root vegetables you see that are fried up and diced up and she's scooping a little bit of this and a little bit of that big plate of eggs and benja i am um... Can I just get a, uh, give me like a mini pint to go. It's, uh, it's been a long night and I just been to uh, take the food to the, to my cart. He looks over. Well, Erkelna, see you in scurry. Uh, see you scurried off. Shoot. Just shut up with the name, please. Told you it's Lightfoot right now. After we leave this place, we can go by our old names. Ah, yes. Well, hopefully here's to uh, us getting out of here. And you see him kind of itch at his neck a little bit, and there's a big, large shackled chain, uh, a shackle with these runic scribes on it. And he pulls open one of his uh, coat pockets, and he's kind of this cloak. Got this cloak uh, draped down over him, and he swings it open, and has a couple mini like a uh, like growlers to go. They already tapped, and he pulls out one. He goes two. He goes. Don't kill it all this morning. Try to make it last. You've been going a bit heavier through it. And you're a, you're a little lass. 
you know, got that dwarven blood in ya. She goes, thanks, Dad. <sighs> Sarcastically. Maybe. Howard's looking at both of them, trying to see the resemblance. She looks at you and goes, shut it. He looks over at you, kind of just puzzled. You have your plates. He goes, carry one for the girl. As she kind of hands you one of the one of the growlers to like they're thicker. Puts in your hands. She begins to leave. Um, you see her trying to keep her her cool and kind of just kind of keep off to the side without making notice of where she is. And make a perception check as you kind of scan the room. Uh, 18. 18. You see that everyone here pretty much is kind of like, uh, you know, these, the grunt workers for, of the circus. It's kind of where the secrets and trades will be uh, disclosed, but be careful with what you spill, spill because this probably isn't the most trustworthy of rooms. You do see sitting in one of the corners a white-skinned tiefling that's just scoping out a pile of goblins that are all chattering mm. to themselves. Two of the goblins are punching each other <laughs> over a fight of sorts. He walks up over them and goes, well, now Jarrell's going to want to have to talk to you too. We can't have none of that funny business today. We don't want another accident at today's show. As he grabs them both by the scruff, picks them up and begins walking out of the tent past you both. In doing so, as you all leave, you do see, um, as you leave the tent, there is a human that kind of bumps in to Kelna, uh, almost like a, more or less crossing paths, and he goes, I'm so sorry. Uh, you are unfamiliar to my to my face. I uh, I'm new here as well. Uh, my name is Savino. I just wanted to say, you are beautiful. Kelner looks at looks up at him. And goes, scrub off. You're not my type. As he looks down, he goes, you reminded me of someone I once knew. But, alas, perhaps another time. As he parts off to the side, lets her begin to kind of pass by him, lets you pass in following, as she begins walking back to her cart. We're going to watch him real quick. Did he, like, try to grab something from her when he bumped? Take an insight check. Or, um, or perception. I'll let you call it. Uh, eight. Perception. Perception? Doesn't grab at her. More or less looks like he's recognized a face. And he was more or less, there's a sincerity to him. But there was something off. 
He wasn't planning to bump into her, it seems. Gotcha. This was a human. Um, Widowed peak hairline comes down. Dark brown, youthful looking face. Eyes, uh, his eyes look very much predator-like though, where he's staring at someone. Howard will continue following Kalna back right. to the cart. All right. As she's going back to the cart, thinks Remus, Morgor, Maximus. What are y'all doing? Gambling. If anyone wants to play a dice game. Morgor wants to go to this tent that you said had the rowdy bunch in there. Morgor sure. here. Morgor wishes to, to walk over to hearing voices pick up. Make a perception check. Let's see if you hear the rowdy tent. Two. Okay, with a two and a perception. Hearing of rowdy tents. You don't hear any fighting, any um, clattering of like a dining hall. What you do hear is a... Coming from two carts across your way of where you're sitting uh, from I kill in this cart. And you see the one cart is just kind of moving slightly to the left, slightly to the right, slightly to the left, slightly to the right, slightly to the left, slightly to the right. I go over to that cart. There appears to be sounds of cries of help coming from within. Morgor wants to kick down the door. Make an attack roll for the door. Is are, are we so like? Am, can I still? Am Please. I like eyesight from this or no? Yeah, yeah. You you walk, you get out, and you see the door. There is a cart that's ro- that's rocking back and forth, and you hear uh, cries of help coming from the cart, um, almost as if someone is in pain. I'm gonna just hop up on the barrel next to Elna's cart and just watch Morgor storm across and take it from there. Uh, I got 24 on the attack roll. <laughs> As you get up and uh, step up to the like the steps, the, uh, the stairs to the cart, the the ruckus stops from within it, as if the fighting is over, and it feels as if someone is almost drawing a dagger close to the, close to the doorway. And as you boot the door in, you see there is a half-clothed male figure uh, that is shirtless. That's <laughs> That gets kicked in and cracks his head on the back door. You hear a ah! coming from within the cart, screaming. Morgor here to save you. You you walk in and you see there is a woman that is covered up in her sheets and trying to like kind of get covered in from her robes and What the hell are you? 
I'm Morgor. Get out! But Morgor here screams to help. I don't need help anymore. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay, Morgor, be outside if you need help. Thank you. You hear uh, uh, coming from the moaning of the individual that you booted from the door into. She kicked the door in. <laughs> you hear her go, Morgor, what was all that about? <laughs> Morgor here screams the help. Morgor go to help and they don't need Morgor's help. So Morgor not understand. Well, uh, well, well done. I'd say that's a good warm up for Jarrell. Um, are there any birds around? The ravens, are they out? Are they flying around? It's morning. Are they... Uh, make, percep- make perception check. Uh, 12? 12. There are two ravens, you see. Ah! One along the tree line. Another one has flown over to the top of the cart where Morgor had just booted a doorway into. And looking over at the raven, you can see a human individual that is half-clothed, kind of limp from the doorway across and back into the far end in the cart. You hear? Uh, Chandai, are you okay? I'm good. Uh, I would like to, as I'm sitting on the barrel looking over at the cart, I want to cast Speak with Animals with the raven that landed on the cart. Okay. Uh, and I want to uh, pick at its brain to see if it's uh, aware of where uh, Jarrell or the, the, the leader of the, the circus, the ringmaster, is at. If uh, it's flown around and seen anything and knows where it could be, he could be. Okay. As you cast it, there is this dull glitter that kind of protrudes and kind of comes from your mouth as you go to speak as if your voice changes. And as you begin to kind of call out to it, there is a recognition as you hear, who goes there? Uh, I say it is I, Maximus. I'm down here. Oh, the Maximus. What's that? Well, hello there, Maximus. Hello, sir. And your name is? My name. My name is... Braulston. The old. Oh, the old. I'm, I'm Maximus the Mad. Yes. You must yes. be very intelligent in your uh, well-seasoned ways. Oh, I'm well-seasoned. All right. I've been around this parts for many years. Hmm. Barovia is my home. And what can I do for you? 
I'm a traveler and I'm looking to make haste with my adventure, but in order to do so, I need to find an individual. Perhaps you've seen him around in your journeys as of late. Uh, he goes by the name of Jarrell. He's the, uh, the ringmaster of this entertainment that you are uh, a part of right now. Ah, yes, Jarrell. He's been causing some trouble with us over here in Barovia. His carnival showed up. A few of my young wandered their way in here. Captured and turned into acts. How about you let us help you in exchange for you helping us? Sure. If you can be our eyes in the sky, we will do our very best to bring you back your young. Sounds like a fair trade. It'll be three young ones, not of seven years in age. As noted. And do they look like yourself? Is there anything distinguishing about them that separates them from anyone else? Well, easily put, they're about the height of your young fellow, the green one, and they're in their bipedal form. And so they know that they can trust me. How would they best respond to know that I'm not there to do them harm? Give me one second as I check my notes. Let them know. Let them know that you are friends of the keepers of the feather. Undo their shackles and they'll change into their more mobile form and make their way back home. Find Davian at the winery and we'll know you did us a great favor and we'll Oh, you won as well. All right. Now, in order for us to best do this, my first question or task of you is to just guide us to Jarrell today. Well, Jarrell, I believe he's so far in his tent. How long does speak with animals uh, last? 
Uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Okay. Um, he's still in his tent, if I'm not mistaken. He... Is there any way you can do a circle around his tent, Fly, or one of your uh, compatriots can just uh, circle around? I can. Just bear with me a few. I'll be just a moment. Any, anything you wish to say out, say before he begins to kind of stretch his wings and unfurl them? I said, thank you, friend. Your help will not go unnoticed. Okay. And then I'll uh, make sure Remus, he's out there watching around, keep an eye on the bird and where he's going. So we just have a second set of eyes on it. Okay. Um, stretches his wings, unfurls them. Surprisingly, you hear this one in actual caw noise. He's like, he speaks legit just raven. He's just calling for the hell of it. He begins to fly off. At this point, Kelna and Howard come walking back. As you do, you see Maximus speaking in raven. I'll tell him just to I'll point up and say, watch this one. And we'll find Jarrell. He flies up to the sky. Kelna comes back. She's got a plate full of eggs and bacon and some root vegetables. Here, guys, I um, got some breakfast. She kind of starts passing out some food to everyone. I'm going to hand out the plate, too. Oh, Howard, you can, you can cut the... It was really well. Um, done fairly well. She's looking up at you, but um, no one else is around us, so... Your choice. Your choice. Oh. Okay. She has a small smirk. Like, ah. All right. You guys begin to eat. Any last-minute planning before we move forward? Any discussions that wish to be held? Oh, I'll, I'll key them in about the uh, help where the Ravens are going to help us if we help them and let them know what we're looking for. Hmm. And you said they're bipedal forms? The young ones? That, that's what he said. Three young ones. They're about Finks' height. Maximus, make a history check. Uh, that would be 13. 13. You're aware that in Barovia, there are clans of werefolk. Okay. Were-ravens being one of them. Keepers of the Feather are known to be a clan of neutral-ish, good-aligned were-raven. Okay. I'll, I'll pass on all the information that I'm aware of from my... Uh fairy knowledge and knowledge of the uh, obscure. Hmm. Well, while we were getting food, uh, we saw the white tiefling. Um, so something's in the works. Just to give you guys a heads up. Any, uh, has there been any movement on the Raven or is he just in the sky? Oh, you see, he's disappeared. He is up and flown off. 
he is circling around. Can he's we... out doing a scouting. Oh, okay. So he's trying to locate him. Like, we oh yeah, he's oh yeah, he's he's looking to scout. Okay. Hmm. Oh, and also, uh, Kauna is Lightfoot. Who knew? Yes. Um. Don't call me Kelna around anyone else. Please. Jarell knows who I am. So we're trying to keep that name on the low right now. Mm. But I don't want anyone giving up my spot. All right. Well, your secret's safe with me, Kelna. Thank you. Lightfoot. Oh, Lightfoot. Not yes. Lightfoot, not Counter. Well, better part of about 20 minutes or so. Raven shows back. Yes, my friend. You cast it again? I do. Right. Is it a cantrip or is this a spell? It's a cantrip. It's a cantrip. That's okay. awesome. Not bad. <laughs> nice. Good. Uh-huh. All right. Not not the only one that can speak to goats, apparently. No. Be a whole, whole home monopoly over here on this one. Um, there's a... So, I found him. He's got our boys locked up in a side tent behind his... I saw two or three half-orcs. It appears to be chaining them up and forcing them to drink a potion of sorts. I also heard screaming coming from within his tent. I don't speak whatever his language was screaming, but it sounded gargly and almost like sewer-wrenching. Did it sound like they needed help? Probably. Probably. And I'll uh, nudge Morgor and say, uh, that screams of help, buddy. Another tent. Morgor help. Which tent? Uh, he looks over and goes, Jarrell's tent. And Kalina goes, Oh, he's still in for the morning. Which tent's his Lightfoot? Well, his tent is the big pink and gold one that's behind the big top. Surrounded by a herd of owl bears that he keeps for protection. So we may not want to jump him in his tent. What if we, we want can to get in unnoticed? If we can get in past five hour five owl bears and whatever other guards he has. Well, as it so happens, Maximus can talk to ravens. Finks can talk to goats. I can talk to owl bears. I think we might have a chance. Can you talk to owl bears? 
No. <laughs> Make a deception check. You could talk to them. I could talk to them. Uh, yeah, it's 11. I'm just curious. Just you. All right. I guess you could talk to them. Uh, so what are we thinking about going to disarm the creatures? Let them go? Oh, yes. Then- yeah, we were, we're going to yeah. get into that side tent and free them. Let's free them. Free the creatures. Let them start the a ruckus. And amidst the chaos, we can get to Jarrell. Okay. If Holiday took two of the goblins with him, Jarrell for sure to have drained them and been power, powered up for the morning. Is Jarrell a vampire now? She just like, you know how he is. He has his flavors of uh Oh yes, methods. I know I, Yes, I actually had it earlier. It's quite good. It's like a little bit of a, a cherry uh little sweet. Albert. It was good, I couldn't help it. But yeah, just to let you guys know, there are barrels of ale and wine that have bodies in them again. So Jarrell's up to his old things. Well, to Jarrell's? Or do we do more recon before jumping him now? Well, is he going to leave? Who knows how long he'll be for the morning. Acts don't start for another two hours. He's probably preparing and making sure that he's well planned for any unexpected instances for tonight. Hmm. She's, a, she's just very much like, do we want to go jump into this now or do we wish to just kind of do a little bit, bit, little bit more looking around? Well, is how much more is there to look around? We kind of know where he's at, his tent. We know he's guarded by owl bears. We ha- he has his two guards that he controls. He'll be powering himself up right now. Do we need to do anything else to distract him, to train him, to get him alone? If we can interrupt him, will we have a better chance? Better chance, but Howard, you were there when you fought him. If I'm not mistaken, he's not the easiest to take out. He's stronger now. Morgor have plan. Oh, yeah, Morgor? First, Morgor kill two guards. Then, Morgor kill owl bears. Then, Morgor kill tiny man. It's not the bad plan. You do have some muscle this time. I'll keep your cart safe, too. It's not even my cart. I've been impersonating whoever had it before. <laughs> Let's go do Morgor's plan. Except maybe not kill the owl bears. We'll use them as distraction. 
Whatever you want to do. You can right. always kill them later, Morbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is true. Ricky, did you want to say anything? No, but it's dark here. Thank you for listening. Okay. All right. All right. Kanda, you're joining us, right? Let's do this. All right. Okay. Well, as she begins to kind of uh, get herself ready, finish off a piece of bacon that she bites. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll look over to, uh, to, to uh, Lightfoot or Littlefoot and be like, hey, so in your uh, pile of weapons, you had the, the dragon blade that you were going to like, you know, smite him down with or if we stopped you from. What do you got that we could use against Jarrell? Who knows? There's a bunch of shit in that. In the last time I tried grabbing an item that wasn't mine, I uh, took a bit of a nasty explosion to the face and it had to re- recoup for about a week or so. But whoever had this cart before me, they have a whole bunch of junk and blades and swords and items and quirks and bits and bobs. A little bit of everything in that cart. I just grab what I know I set on it. And I'm always ready up for a dragon fight. So dragon sword and dragon bolts are on the standby. And you said, uh, Howard, you think he's a vampire now? Oh, I don't know. He was draining power from goblins. Goblin, I mean, unless they're spellcasters of some sort. But I did meet a new nice best friend who was a vampire. So there's that. There's that. Well. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Does anything happen to Remus Anthony? With you taking off of the, the shackles, there have been no migraines, no headaches. There have um you know what Remus does have? He is uh, being quiet and kind of resting in and kind of in and out of the conversation. He did have a, uh, a heavy sleep. But during his slumber, he had dreams of a wedding night. Dreams of an individual that was planning to get married the following day. He was speaking of an individual that is sharp, chiseled face, jovial smile, very youthful in look and appearance. Um, dirty blonde hair kind of parted and has a very regal uh, sun blasting looking uh, metal armor that he would be wearing in his dream. Like over the over the centerpiece, there's like a, a raising sun with the rays coming out of the out of it in like a depiction. You saw that uh, this individual had a almost like a almost like a necklace that looks as if it's a, a sphere with a multiple lines kind of squiggling off of it, as if it's almost like a sun, almost like a like, like a child drawing a sun on a picture. And you see him. Uh, praying at an altar as he sets a hilt blade down of a sword 
and it is metal, uh, is polished looking steel with this red ruby in the hilt of it. And the ends of the pommels kind of sprint off and they turn into like these little, uh, these little extra like little sun, almost like the hilt pommel protrudes off to these little bit of these little uh, identical sun rays that are coming off on the, fl- on like the flourishing, like the flavor flavoring of the, uh, the decorating of it. And you see this individual morning, Lord, please. I pray for a happy day today. It's the last day of a single life. Tomorrow, I'm married. I am. To be married to Tatiana, my beloved, but my brother. He has been ill to me since last night. He came to me. In my bedroom peered out of the shadows. He looked sickened. Tried to talk me out of this wedding nonsense. But I love my betrothed. He says that it's bad news to forget about her and to go off and defend the morning lord's honor, but I can't. I have to get married. As he says the morning lord's name in this dream, you see the sword handle kind of glow as there is no blade attached to the pommel. Your dream focusing on it is it is just, just a standalone handle. At the pommel, where the blade would meet, it looks to be a, uh, the metal has been almost bent and broken off of it. The dream fades and kind of changes scene. And you're, you're met by a new scene with the same individual in more of a formal attire that is looking at an individual gaunt face Widow's Peak, black slicked hair with a ruby necklace that is saggy, please. I beg you. Say goodbye to Tatiana. Leave. Go on another mission. Do good for the morning, Lord. He goes, brother, I cannot. Ah, Saggy, Saggy. As he turns around and begins to walk away, Ser- uh, the individual that he's calling, Sergi, goes to go, but brother, it's, I sh- I'm to be wed. And as he s- begins to say the word wed, the other individual, almost like a mist, sprints and appears in front of him and sinks his, uh, his, his uh, mouth onto his neck of the individual that uh, is to be wed and you see blood protrude and start to gush from it. And that's what you do remember from your dream. Uh, 
I think Remus would then try and like there's a bunch of weapons and stuff in this cart. He's gonna try and see if there's something that resembles that hilt within make, the cart. Make an investigation check with advantage. Fifteen plus whatever his thingy is. Oh, I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I could have probably just pulled up his sheet. I'm sorry, man. I didn't even think about that. No, you're good. 15. Okay. Yes, 17. It takes a moment. And as you do begin to see a handle that looks to be familiar to the one that was in your dream, you see it is setting under a set of armor plating. And as you go to pull for it, you see the armor plate, uh, the plate armor begin to kind of glow in this red hot looking light color. Make a deck save for me. All right. Plus six. 14. Total? No, that's okay, oh, no, no. So, okay, so, so 20. Uh, Remus, as there is a heating of metal in a almost like an explosion of a trap you fall out and get blasted out of the doorway of the cart with a sword handle of a hilt in your hand and there is a glowing almost a as a vibration almost a pulsating almost like a uh, like when a cell phone would vibrate kind of have that coming from the sword hilt What do you do? Uh, all right, so I guess let me ask this. Does it seem like the armor is responding to the sword or just like it wants me to do something? Like this is, is this like a Transformers bumblebee moment? This is more or less the armor. So as you're going to reach for the hilt and go to grab it to pull, yeah, the the armor that was just kind of setting on top of where it was, just because who knows what who all of this belongs to, and if it's all good yeah. or bad. The armor itself must have been trapped, and it exploded. Oh, okay, kind of blasts you out of the cart. As everyone's uh, outside eating, you're outside. The door swung open. And you're holding a sword hand, sword hilt in your hand. You're a rogue, so I'm not going to make you take any deck state, any damage from the blast. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just try and, like, I'll remember from my dream, like, them mentioning something about the Sun Lord. I don't know if that'll do anything, but I'll just try, like, testing it out as a hilt, like, pretending there's a sword there on it. If it's uh, sitting there vibrating in his hand, I'm going to, like, go up and press my back up against it like it's a massage chair. Just So as this uh, hilt in your hand just kind of rests smooth, you feel that it is now uh, kind of responding to your acknowledgement of sun and not a full sword's length, but a but a small daggered, uh, almost like a, almost like a rate, almost like a um, stiletto sized uh, sized blade. Not a short sword, 
but larger than a uh, longer than a standard dagger of it's like a machete no more like about that rather than like a dagger but like you know a little like more of a stilettoed like a little bit longer daggered there's a small stiletto of light protruding from this blade sick And we're gonna leave off that. Uh, Unless, wait, wait. We'll let him. We'll, we'll let. Let's let Remus react. <laughs> no, I, I, I think ending on me, Remus just saying, "Oh, sick!" And like as it lights up for the first time is a great way to end it. Perfect. All right, and we'll wrap up there, everyone. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching this, uh, you are awesome. Blackrock Joe, you've been chilling there the entire time. Thank you so much. Um, anyone else catching this on the replay or listening to us, thank you so much. You guys rock. Uh, bad appreciation, but please make sure that you do support the stream. Head on over to our Instagram, podcasters underscore tabletop gaming. Hit like, hit follow. Head on over to Facebook, podcasters. There's a dash, pod dash casters, tabletop gaming. Head on over to YouTube and Twitch, podcasters, tabletop gaming. Twitch is podcasters underscore. Make sure you hit like, follow, subscribe to all of us. And please make sure to catch us live on Sunday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we go live with the Fabala 5. I've been your Dungeon Master, Anthony. And let us let Howard take it off today. Okay. Uh, you can follow Howard on Twitter at PodcastersH. Um, he likes to tweet every once in a while. Um, and if you want to check out my drawing, go ahead, check it out. It's on Facebook and Instagram, RatThinkArts. Uh, I got a couple of things coming up and projects I'm working on, so be on the lookout. Yeah, look out, uh, Maximus. All right. Um, I'm actually going to use this time to uh, do a shout out, not for myself. Is that cool? Sweet. Get a little, get a little promotion here going on. All right. So it's my birthday tomorrow, and for my birthday, I ordered a uh, awesome, awesome pack, and I pr- pushed these in the like beginning of last year. Uh, cookies and cream, mm-hmm. gourmet cookies from Florida for my buddy Eric um this pack is awesome you get four cookies you get a cool little sticker and a fun little card um these things are huge um i've got about a half cookie here because i i dove into them earlier but the size alone base this is like half of one cookie so this is like pretty big and this one's stuffed with a uh cinnamon cream bundt cake with frosting um Cookies and Cream Sarasota, look it up. This week, uh, he's putting in pre-order for uh, peanut butter cookie with Biscoff cookies and peanut butter chips filled with peanut butter and jelly. Uh, Lemon bar cookie with blueberry Pop-Tarts inside of it and lemon Oreos and white chocolate chips. Uh, Banana pudding cookie with chocolate chips and Snickers and a graham cookie with marshmallows, chocolate chips, and Twix. It's like a s'mores. These things are awesome. Uh, They ship out nice and fresh. Throw them in the microwave. Uh, I couldn't say enough good things about the stuff. It's an awesome sauce. So, so get in on it. All right, guys, get on in that. Get in on that uh, cookies and cream. They look delicious. Uh, I have to order me some myself. Uh, Finks. All right. If you guys want to follow Finks on Twitter, you can follow him at Podcasters Finks. If you want to follow me personally um, for some miniature painting, follow me on Instagram at Phoenix Forged. Make sure to follow Phoenix Forge. Get some buy miniature- some cookies. Yeah, buy some cookies. Uh, get get some uh, Phoenix Forge. Follow the follow Finks and the painting. More gore. All right. Uh, you could follow 
what we're doing with Kaimon at DCT Industries at dctindustries.tabletopgaming on Facebook or DCT underscore industries on Instagram. Uh, I actually have the official miniatures, what they're going to be looking like. Hell yeah. We got some uh, nice resin miniatures. Woohoo! So this will be what they're actually going to look like. And one more here. Nice. So, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. March 26th is when it's coming out. March 26th, 2022. Keep an eye for it. Uh, Thanks so much, Jeff. Thanks so much to the many, many faces of Morgor. And uh, last but not least, Remus. I'm Remus. It's dark out. Uh, I'm currently in Ohio now. And yeah, thank you for listening yet again. I hope my segments of talking were okay in the audio. Um, yeah, you can follow me at Rick underscore Coats on all social media. You can follow Remus at Podcasters Remus on Twitter. And you can follow uh, at Keep Flying Band for all the fun stuff I've been doing lately, music wise. Um, I was fortunate enough to see Anthony a couple times on this tour, so it was cool. It's a good time. That's all I got. I don't know if I'm still in service or not, but I'm going to end my call now and just say goodbye, everyone. See you guys. Bye. All right, guys. uh, Please make sure that you do support all of the players and their side adventures. Um, DCT Industries, a great sponsor. Tony, Rat Fink Arts. Uh, sorry, Tony Phoenix Forged, Danny Raffings Arts, uh, Tony with the Abrupters, Mark and his art, as well as please make sure that you do check out uh, one, of the, one of my favorite shows I do it's called Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. It's a podcast on the network at BICBP-radio.com. Uh, check us out on social media, Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop, JCS. And then on Facebook, it is just the full show title itself. Um, say chaoticness, uh, anything and everything, movie reviews, music review, music reviews, um, life pondering debates, uh, dirty questions, dirty questions. It is, I listen, if you haven't listened yet, go do so. Chris, uh, Danny's brother, Chris throw it just, it's a great fucking time. It's a great fucking time. Go check it out. And we now have a Google voice number. So I dropped that on our Facebook and our social media. So call in, leave Chris and Anthony, just can't stop a voicemail and it may just end up on the show. So beware. Uh, but guys, thanks so much. Grab those D twenties and. I got a 10 and Remus gets a 20. Oh, 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 I got a fifth. That's one for you, Remus.